The ego's main problem is dysregulation. Cannot control its desires, its fears, its unplanned actions and their unintended consequences. And its unending conflict with itself, with its own fragments, creates a sense of hopelessness. And this in turn is the great blessing, because it brings the realization that one must shift the locus of consciousness from the ego to the real self it becomes obvious that the ego's unreality is its problem. Its lack of being causes it to identify with outside, external objects, external to the mind, even though it is still part of consciousness. But it is those objects of desire and fear, then, that create a temporary sense of being, of identity, of value, of charge, because one becomes charged by the desire of the other. One becomes charged by momentary experiences of jouissance. But these also produce a discharge, and the discharge depletes, deflates, and decompensates, and causes the ego's emotional instability. Because the ego's whole psychic economy is based upon discharge, it becomes allergic to charge. Because as soon as the consciousness is charged, as soon as its batteries are full, as soon as there is real power that does not need to be discharged, that can be retained and augmented, the ego becomes unnecessary. It loses its validity. It loses its function. It loses any place in the psychic economy. And the ego itself is discharged. Once it becomes clear that real power belongs to the unmanifest, not to the manifest, to the unborn, the uncreated self, that the power to remain in balance, in peace, in serenity, to act with wisdom, to act with altruism, to act with nobility, and to abide in simplicity, serenity. 
and in the greatness that comes of merging consciousness into the supreme presence. The ego self, the false construct, and all of its fragments, all of its mental formations, all of its baggage dissolves along with that one decision to merge into the vortex, into the zero point, into the source of all charge, all power. And with that, all suffering ends. All complexity ends, all narratives end. But the rich silence of the purity of presence that is eternal and unending reveals itself and all of the emergent properties of the self, even though it is without qualities, its reflection in its emergence into the world, into the hologram, into time and space as pure awareness and presence comes with full empowerment. And that empowerment creates an energy field around itself that produces a new higher order, a divine order. And it is that divine order then that the absolute center holds and protects and ensures that its revolutions around itself will produce ever greater goodness and harmony and beauty and joy. But it is that one sacrifice of the narrative voice of the ego that is essential. Because it is that voice that brings in the illusion of suffering, dissatisfaction, judgment, projection, Nostalgia, because it cannot remain in the present and it shoots out into the future or the past because it must discharge the energy that is too much for it to handle. It is overwhelmed by the power of spirit 
overwhelmed by the power of silence, overwhelmed by the power of pure presence. And so it is only through disidentification from the ego that the presence itself can reel in the ego and bring it into its core and dissolve it in that peace that passeth its own understanding. It must take control of the out-of-control ego which can only happen through surrender, through complete giving of one's heart to that supreme power that is one's real heart. And when all of the lines of yearning, of desire, when all the urges point inward to the self and not outward to objects, when those lines of force converge upon the center point, then liberation is near. And the center that is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere, becomes realized as the god of both nirvana and samsara, the power that brings harmony and peace to every realm of consciousness and unifies all as a single whole. Know that you are that.